0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. So a few years back, I was chatting with a friend of mine who's also a nurse practitioner about the extraordinary ways that our environments and in particular our clutter impacts our health and wellness. And what initially brought this conversation up is that one of the four cornerstones of her nurse practitioner practice focuses on a person's environment, which I of course found interesting. So I was remembering that conversation recently and my mind went down a rabbit hole of ways that our environments impact our health both directly and indirectly. Number one, which feels kind of like the most obvious to me, is that clutter hides germs and bacteria. It's not always just other clutter that's hiding under your clutter. Your clutter might actually be housing some living stuff too. Clutter especially in areas like kitchens and bathrooms can become a breeding ground for bacteria. So let's talk about the kitchen. In the kitchen, when you're handling raw meat, bacteria such as salmonella and E. coli can be transferred to nearby surfaces. If these areas are cluttered, that bacteria can easily find places to settle and to multiply. Now you don't have to be at hoarder level for this to happen. In fact, the layout for many homes is to have the kitchen right at the garage entry. So the kitchen can easily become a dumping ground for bowls and trays of things like loose change or mail or lint or just random clutter that people empty from their pockets as they come in the door these surfaces can become contaminated without you even realizing it, and the clutter just makes it harder to clean thoroughly. Plus, there's this issue of cross-contamination. So if you use a cluttered area to prepare other foods without properly cleaning first, well, now you're risking transferring all of these bacteria back into your next meal. Now in bathrooms, where personal hygiene is a priority, clutter can create an environment ripe for bacteria and mold to thrive because these areas are often warm and moist, which are ideal conditions for bacterial and mold growth. Everyday items like damp towels or toiletries, if they're not properly stored and kept dry, can become breeding grounds for bacteria. Now in a cluttered bathroom, it's challenging to maintain the level of cleanliness needed to keep these bacteria at bay. The items that get regularly used are less of a problem because they're being moved around, maybe even sprayed with fresh water in the shower, or they're just more easily accessible with cleaning. It's the unused items, the real clutter, that poses the biggest threat here. The unmoved hairspray from five years ago that's now gunked to the shelf, and old makeup sponges that have been lost at the bottom of the drawer for years. Dishes of random collections that are often being added to but never removed. All of these items just sitting there, getting moist, staying warm, collecting bacteria as you go through your daily hygiene repertoire, and everybody else who uses that bathroom goes through their daily hygiene repertoire, it can just lead to unsanitary conditions over time. And of course there are general house hygiene issues because clutter can interfere with regular cleaning and maintenance of your home. When spaces are cluttered, it's just harder to clean the surfaces effectively, which can result in accumulation of dirt and grime and bacteria, and as we're gonna talk about later, dust and dust mites. This means that even if the visible surfaces are cleaned, the clutter and the hidden areas may still be harboring germs and bacteria. And over time, these uncleared areas can become a significant source of contamination, meaning things like bacteria and mold, they are living so they can grow and spread. It doesn't necessarily remain contained to those cluttered areas. Simply put, less clutter means fewer places for bacteria to hide and a healthier living environment overall. And just as a side note, pest infestations are also a concern because clutter can attract and hide pests like rodents and insects. And these can carry diseases of their own and create unsanitary conditions as well. Plus really cluttered areas can make it hard to even notice and address these situations. You may not know that you have insects yet. Number two, allergies and respiratory problems. And this is probably the biggest one because we have so many people with breathing problems. Clutter may or may not be the cause of the multitude of our allergies and breathing problems that we suffer from, but it definitely can be a contributing factor. Cluttered spaces tend to accumulate more dust, which is a common allergen. Items like books and fabrics and carpets, upholsteries, can trap dust and are often found in cluttered areas. Now, not to Get gross but dust isn't just dust and it's kind of weird if you look at it if you look at dust under a microscope and see what dust mites look like they're very creepy and they exist inside of a lot of the dust and the things that we can't see and this is what causes a lot of the irritations and the problems with respiratory issues when it is related to dust and to dander and household allergens and the thing is Sure, you can clean these things off, but when you have a lot of clutter, when you have things that aren't regularly being used, then they're likely not regularly being cleaned or washed either because we tend to naturally clean and wash things as we use them. There's also mold growth concerns because clutter can obstruct airflow and create areas of trapped dampness, especially in areas that are stacked against walls or in drawers or ventilated areas or areas that get a lot of extra moisture like bathrooms. And of course, mold spores are known to cause allergic reactions and respiratory problems, especially in people who have mold sensitivities or asthma. I have a friend who has had the worst time with black mold in her home. and It's at the point now where you can't even see the mold but she can still feel it when she breathes in homes with pets clutter can also trap pet dander so pet dander is tiny even microscopic flecks of skin that's shed by cats and dogs and sometimes rodents or birds or other animals that have fur or feathers and this can be a significant issue for people with pet allergies because the dander can accumulate in cluttered spaces and it's not easily removed without really getting in there like thorough cleaning with heavy suction vacuums. And that's also provided that you can reach the spaces that you're trying to declutter in the first place. Clutter can also lead to poor air quality or reduced air quality. It can block air vents and reduce the efficiency of air filtration systems, which leads to poorer indoor air quality. Now, I know that you might be thinking, well, this sounds like hoarder level again, because obviously we're not like piling things in front of our air vents. But when you have too much stuff, how many of you know that it rarely stays in its home? Things get moved out, things get migrated around, and you might not even realize that something has inadvertently been placed by one of the kids in front of the air vents. So when you have more clutter, you have to pay more attention to things like that so that your air quality isn't impacted. Clutter can also hide other sources of allergens like old newspapers or magazines or fabrics that may not be immediately visible. And all of this has an impact on our immune system. Constant exposure to allergens in a cluttered environment can put a strain on anyone's immune system, making it more susceptible to other illnesses and just reducing overall health. For people with allergies and respiratory conditions, maintaining a clutter-free environment is just particularly important. But then we have safety hazards. Clutter can be physically treacherous, and it can create some legitimate safety hazards inside of your living space, such as tripping hazards. In these people, falls can lead to serious injuries, like fractures or head traumas. Even in a well-lit room, small objects or unevenly stacked items can cause someone to trip or fall. On the other end of the spectrum, you have falling objects. Overstuffed shelves or cabinets can lead to items falling out unexpectedly. You know, think of crammed storage closets that you wish you could deadbolt closed, or boxes stacked up in the garage. And this is especially dangerous, of course, if it's heavy objects that are being stored in high places because those can cause serious injuries if they fall on someone. And obstructed exits. Now, most of us don't consider emergency exits inside of our own home. I certainly don't. But if something like a fire or a gas leak or an earthquake were to happen, we would all wish that we could get out sooner. And in a cluttered home, exits can become randomly blocked. And that may not be where you store things, but again, in crowded spaces, things can often end up wherever they end up. Let's talk about compromised structural safety. Believe it or not, Shelves have weight limits, and I know that some of us like to take that as a challenge, but it can be damaging and potentially dangerous. And that really goes for any weight-bearing surface. If they're overloaded, could collapse. It's a bit like stuffing a bag too full. Eventually something's gonna give, something's gonna rip. And that's not only a mess and a lost storage option, but also a potential injury. Cluttered spaces can be particularly hazardous for children who love running around without regard, and at specific ages have issues with stability and with putting things in their mouth. So they might not recognize the dangers of unstable piles of items, or maybe even sharp pokey items that are underneath piles of items, or small collections of knickknacks that could pose choking hazards for younger kids. In total, there's an increased risk of things like cuts, bruises, and just more serious accidents when kids are in cluttered spaces. Now we mentioned blocked exits, but clutter itself can increase the risk of fire. Things like accumulated papers, fabrics, lint, old flammable aerosol sprays, you know, items that are inching closer and closer to space heaters. So again, this isn't just a hoarder issue. So many materials can easily catch fire and clutter can also block access to things like fire extinguishers or other safety equipment as well. And then clutter can also lead to hidden dangers. Like we mentioned with the kids, when there's a lot of clutter, it can cover up some nasty surprises, like sharp things, broken stuff, or even spills that you can't see. Someone may accidentally run into these hidden dangers and end up with things like cuts, possibly infections, and other injuries. And then, of course, we have mind, emotion, and energy, all of which express themselves through physical symptoms as well. Take stress, for example. Sure, stress is usually seen as a mental thing, but it does also show up in your body, too. Think headaches tense muscles, you know, feeling wiped out, and even your immune system taking a hit. These aren't just annoyances, they're signs that your body is feeling the pressure. Of course, I have an entire video and article about the psychological effects of clutter that goes deep into research and science behind how clutter impacts your mind um, and how stress is a major factor in that. And then there are, of course, the physical symptoms of mental health stress. Both anxiety and depression can by themselves be exhausting. But when you're surrounded by clutter, your brain is always trying to process the excess stimuli, which can be tiring and make the exhaustion worse. This mental fatigue often translates into physical tiredness, making you feel sluggish and drained. It's like you're carrying an extra load all the time. And depression and clutter often operate as a feedback loop, which I've talked about before. When you're feeling low, you may not care much about tidying up, which leads to more clutter. And then being in a messy, cluttered space can make you feel even worse. So it's a tough cycle. Sleep disturbances are a big thing because clutter in sleeping areas messes with your sleep patterns. And bad sleep can lead to a ton of health issues. We're talking a weaker immune system, putting on weight, and even upping the risk of chronic disease. Basically sleeping in crowded cluttered spaces can lead to more opportunities for something to rustle or move or make a sound and wake you up, but also it can lead to just a restless mind which makes it more challenging to go to sleep and can lead to insomnia. Or let's say you're getting up to go to the restroom and you stub your toe on something on the way, well now you're going to have even more trouble going back to sleep. And finally, our environments directly impact our energy. A space can inspire you, it can calm you, it can frighten you. It's really just incredible how quickly we're impacted by the spaces that we're in, by our habitats especially, the places where we live and thrive and where we restore ourselves. And so the space around you directly affects your energy instantly. A room can inspire you and lift you up and give you energy and make you feel more productive, or it can bring you down and make you feel apathetic and avoidance and sluggish. And when a space is yours, and especially when the clutter is yours, it can add extra weight because you look at your home as a reflection of yourself, of your abilities and what you're also allowing into your life. So if your space is full of things that you don't really like or need, it's hard to feel positive and energized. So is your clutter making you sick? Have you ever stopped to think that the mess around you could be messing with your health? It's not just about having a neat and tidy space. It's about how all of that clutter makes you feel both inside and out. So are there things that are giving you a boost or that are bringing you down when you look around your space right now? Here's the deal. Tweaking your space can do wonders for your mind and for your body. If you wanna feel more aligned and energetic and vivacious, start with the stuff that's surrounding you. And hey, if you're looking for a little help to make your happy space a little bit happier, I do have my free resource library that is up and running. We're constantly adding new things to it. We have like 20 new things to add to it on the back burner right now. So you can gain your access, it's totally free. I'll chat with you next week.